seems like everyone's trying to make money online these days, but there's just so much information, BS, good stuff, and bad stuff. It's overwhelming. I spent the last three years learning different tools and ways to become profitable online to get my freedom back. Every success has been built on a mountain of mistakes and fumbles. Follow along with me on my journey while I give you the lessons that I've learned so you don't have to waste the same time and money that I have. Welcome to Brass Ring Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Brass Ring Radio. Now, if you've been following along with the previous podcast or even the blog, at the end of it, you'll remember that I had a fun little exercise I asked you to do. It was listing areas of interest, skill or passion that we could use to launch our side business. If you haven't done that, I strongly suggest you go back and you do that. You can go to BrassWingRadio.com and check out the article, What Lane is Right for You, or you can listen to episode two of Brasswing Radio on the podcast. That being said, let's jump into today's episode. And today's episode is about taking those ideas you have and finding services online of what you can provide to people and validating a need for them in the market. Now, we're going to use three different stages to filter down in a kind of a uh, skill funnel. Now, you're going to hear me talk a lot about funnels, and I'm not talking about funnels you use to fill up oil in your car. I'm talking about a sales funnel. They're one of the most powerful tools, if not the most powerful tool you can ever use in anything. And to filter out information, you use the same thing. You just don't really realize it a lot. Basically, with the sales funnel, for the people that do know retail and marketing out there, you know that you put customers in the top and you get money out the bottom and it kind of filters out and you kind of lead them on this path. Well, the information is the same way. We have a broad list. We're going to put these interests in and we're going to get actionable services we can provide the people out the bottom. So we're going to get rid of all that other stuff. And there's three different steps we're going to do to get there. The first one is a list. Now, I've been making this cool little resource for you. It's about 10 or 15 pages that talks about this. And it'll be out hopefully by the middle of next week. But if not, then you can still follow along right now. So the first part of this is the list building. Now, if you already have the list from the previous exercise, then you're good to go. And you can just pick things off of that. If you don't, you're going to have to think a little bit and the step will take you a little bit longer, but you'll still be fine. So in the first part, this is going to involve four questions. And each part, I want you to write three to five things. If you can write more than that, that's great. But write at least three. Question one is, what skills do you have? Are you great with Photoshop? Uh, do you know how to build websites? Are you a computer programmer? Do you, are you great at writing? Are you great at singing? Are you, do you play a musical interest or anything like that? What's, what, what of these skills do you have that you take on every day that you know how to do? Are you good at mechanics? I mean, there's a bunch of different things you can do. Are you great with woodworking, candle making? You've heard me talk about these examples before. This, this what skills do you have? That also goes with, hobbies. That's question number two. What hobbies do you have? Do you like knitting? Do you build little trinkets, jewelry making? There's like all kinds of different hobbies you can have, including musical instruments. Cars could be a hobby. Motorcycles can be a hobby. There's a ton of different hobbies you can have. Write three to five of those down. Question three, what interests do you have? Now that can also relate to a lot of those other ones. You may have a little bit difficult to come up with the original ones, but if you've already listed skills and you've already listed hobbies, then what other besides that and interest do you have? Something you may not have a skill or may not make a hobby in, but you really, really want to know and you really, really like. Now that you have all those down, we have question four, and this is really important. And it's the most critical question that I haven't asked you yet and you haven't asked yourself. 
Question four is look at that list you have and ask yourself, what problems can you solve? And this is important. The mind always runs away from pain towards pleasure. So what problems you can solve will push people towards your service. That's very essential. It's why a lot of people subconsciously don't even make progress because they their mind will push them away from the problem towards the pleasure. So what problems can you make go away from people that to be enticed into buying your service? Like, are you a great interior designer? Are you great at organizing closet spaces? Do you make dieting and fitness simple or, or weight loss painless? Or can you explain things in a way that's very, very simple? Or can you create a massive article with minimal research? Like th- these are these are problems that people have. Like they need a logo. They need copy for their sales page. They need the clutter removed from their house. They just, they don't. These are problems that people have pain with and they run away from it towards pleasure. It's health, wealth, and relationships. They, if there's pain that being caused that's related to health, wealth, and relationships, you can give them a solution related to health, wealth, and relationships. And they'll more, more likely and more rapidly buy your product. Now that we have this list, if we have you know nine to 20 things on it, let's filter these down. Now, Ask yourself, look at the list and ask yourself and start crossing things out if they don't fit these questions, right? If it's a no. So question one we're going to look at is, do you have a desire to do this or is it all for money? If you're going to be doing this just for money, then it probably isn't the spot for you because you're going to become bored and get tired and burned out and not be happy the same way you are right now with your nine to five. So if you have a great desire to do this, keep it on the list. If you don't, you just it's a skill and you're just kind of burnt out and you don't want to do it no more, cross it off. Just cross it off. That is, if you want to be in the same trap that you're currently in, then leave it. But if you're listening to this podcast and you don't want to be in that trap, cross it off. Now, there's other things you got to look at too. Like it, how soon do you need money? If you, if you just a side hustle you want to build over a long period of time, there is options you can leave on the table. Like blogging takes longer. Um, podcasting takes takes longer. Affiliate marketing can take uh, a while. It can be fast too, and we'll dig into that. Those those are things you got to think about too. Beyond that, now that we've gotten down the things within a time frame and a desire to do them, you have to ask yourself: Are we targeting too specific or too broad? Now, if you're just a writer in general, that's pretty good. You can you can go across the board and write for anything. But what is your area of specialty? Now, let's say you're a great writer and you know a lot about cars. Well, we can create a blog site related to that and move on from there. Now that you have a few different ideas, you have to ask yourself, can you afford the cost? And that's another thing. And I know a bunch of tips and tricks on how to get your costs down, depending if it's a Shopify store or it's a blog site or any of that stuff. There's, there's definitely ways to do it. And you have to ask yourself, can you afford the cost? Like if you're going to try and start out with e-commerce and you try and do high ticket sales off the top and you're selling two or $3,000 items, such as barbecue pits and fireplaces and stuff like that. A lot of times you have to provide currency to pay for that upfront before the drop shipper even sends it on. Or can you afford advertising? Can you afford a blog page? Can you afford a social media manager to manage things? If that's not your thing. Like you have to ask yourself, what, where's the money coming from and how much is it going to cost? And we'll break down different industries in coming podcasts that'll talk about those different things. 
now here comes a really important thing. Do you have time for it? Not just time for it, but do you have a willingness to find the time for whatever it is? Yes, writing can take a while or doing vlogging can take a while or creating birdhouses or chairs or whatever it is, the candles can, can take a while. Are you willing to dedicate that time? Because it's only going to get harder before it gets easier. If you can't find the time to dedicate towards these ideas and side hustles, then you have to learn to make the time. Just like with people, we're never too busy. This is an excuse we tell ourselves all the time. There's plenty of time. Everyone has the same amount of time in a day. And we're never too busy for the people we care about. So why would we be too busy for this kind of side hustle unless we didn't care about it enough? And if we didn't care about it enough, that means that the pain we're receiving from our current situation isn't enough to drive us away. And lastly, you have to see if these ideas that you have by doing any jobs related to what we filtered down now, if they kind of complement your strengths and your lifestyle that you want. You're not going to go get to sleep on a beach in Mexico tomorrow. And you've got to make sure that the path you're going to take is something you believe in and can complement your lifestyle. Because if you don't, you're going to be in the same situation you're in right now where you hate getting up and going to work. You hate that soul-sucking job. You don't have the freedom to do all these other things that you want in your life. And then you're going to be trapped just like you are now. And then you're going to have nobody to blame but yourself. And how are you going to deal with that? Let's just avoid that and make sure that the path we're going down is one that complements the lifestyle that we desire for us and our family. Now that you've filtered all these down and you've made a bunch of notes on your paper, I want you to take the top three to five that you have and write them down. Separate them out. Get rid of the paper, throw it away, put it away, whatever. But take the top three to five and write those down. And now what we're going to do is now that we've made the list and we filtered it down, now we're going to be validating these choices and figuring out what services are out there that we can do that will start generating income from passion, interests, and skills that are also in demand in the market. So there's several resources we can look at online to see if these services are in demand. One of the first ones we'll go to is Upwork. They have It's a freelancer type site, and it's somewhere you may list your uh, skills later at. So when I go to Upwork.com, and just for simplicity, I'm going to use this example. And in the search bar at Upwork that I'm on right now, I typed automotive and I searched. The top results I'm getting vary from one guy who charges typically $44 an hour and he's made over five grand. And there's a woman there that's made $25 an hour at $20,000. So she definitely is getting a lot more work. They have somebody else's $39 an hour, $40 an hour, $65, $87, $25, $99 an hour, $50 an hour. There's five pages here from people who claim that they are an automotive writer to make blogs. And you can click on any of these. Like I'm going to click on this top one right here. Her name is actually Jessica H. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She's done 114 jobs, meaning that she's written 114 articles and she's made over $20,000, and she has a 98% success rate. That's not bad, especially if it's an interest, and that's just one tool that we can use. And if I go broader on there and just kind of look at the pay ranges that's on Upwork, we're looking at the low ends, $25. So at the very minimum, you're going to be charging $25 an hour 
to do whatever services on there. And Upwork does more than just um, writing. They do all kinds of things. They do designing. There's other like things, freelance creative stuff. There's a guy who's a CNC specialist that's on here. But and they range from $25 an hour on the low end to I think I just saw one that was uh yep, $150 an hour for a photographer on Upwork. $150. So that's pretty cool. And that's one resource. Let's go to another one. Let's go to Udemy.com. It's U-D-E-M-Y.com. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I spelled it, okay? Udemy's great because it is in like an online education or course forum that you can buy courses with, but you can also be a provider. And let's just look at something that's on there that you may have a hobby for in this example. Let's say you play the piano. I'm going to look up real quick some piano courses and... Now here's the top one I just came up with. It's called the Complete Piano Course, Master the Piano. So it's only going for $12. That's because new student deals are 90% off. But normally these courses for this one is $94.99, so 100 bucks. I want you to keep this in mind. The normal price on this is 95 bucks and it's on sale for 12 bucks because I'm looking at it, I'm not signed in, so it's a new student deal. So it's rated 4.6 stars, it has 944 ratings. And it has 22 and a half hours of content with 240 lectures. That means there's small sections. Now, that sounds like a lot. You're like, oh my God, 240 lectures and 22 and a half hours of content. So a whole day's worth of content. Well, think about this. You only have to do it once. If you spend an hour a day doing this, and let's say you only get uh, 25% or 20% of your recordings make it to the final cut for your course, right? So you're looking at doing about 100 hours. And if you do an hour a day and do additional two or three hours on the weekend, so you're doing 10 hours a week, it'll take you about 10 weeks. And this is worst case scenario, 10 weeks. Guess how many times you have to do it after that? That's right, zero. So from now on, you've done the hard work and you've created the course where you've taught people and you've followed formats that people already have and you created a piano course or a guitar course or whatever it is. I don't care, banjo course, drum course. You've created this course and you've talked about it and you created actionable modules that are easy to follow and you create this video course and you put it on here and you now never have to teach that course again. Think about that. You never have to teach it again. You spent one period of time where you busted your butt and now you're going to be rewarded indefinitely. So let's do the math on that. And let's say that, so let's say that all your students were first time signing up for Udemy and they bought your course and they got this amazing discount of only $11.99, 12 bucks instead of the $100 normal price. Let's go worst case scenario because you can only go up from that, right? Now that $12, there is 9,000 students registered, actually 9,022. Over 9,000 students are registered for this. And let's say they only paid $12 a piece. That's about $108,000, $108,000 for this one course. What I want you to ask yourself is how many hours did we talk about making it? A hundred hours? Think about that. A hundred hours you spent busting your butt and only getting down to 22 hours worth of content, hundred hours. 
even if you go worst case scenario where only 20 to 25% of your recorded lesson is actually be able to make it into the final draft and you only sell it at the cheap $12 price, you're still getting paid $1,000 an hour to make that course. Think about that. You still get paid at this point $1,000 an hour to make that course over the life of it at this point. And that's worse case scenario. What if half these people paid the full price? You're up to like $450,000 times that 100 hours you spent working. How does four grand an hour sound? This is what I'm talking about. This is definitely an area that has an opportunity for you to just get a small piece of that pie. You don't need the whole thing, just a small piece. And you can do this with multiple things. You can do that from car repair. You can do it for closet space organizing. You can do it for cooking. You can do it for any kind of musical instrument, for using geometry to create uh, artistic designs, painting. You can do any kind of course you want. And then you start generating money for yourself on autopilot. You don't do anything after that. The course is created. The work is done. Now the only thing that matters is people buying it. The next tool we can use to try and validate any of the ideas we have is Etsy.com. Everyone knows Etsy. Now, I want you to look on there. When you when you go to buy something on there, you look at the star rating, you look at the price, does it have free shipping, is, is it customizable, and you look at how many ratings it has. So I'm going to use an example. I'm just going to type in real quick, um, rustic picture frame. And what I get on here, my, my top results, because you got to remember that these sites like Etsy and Google and Amazon, they're always trying to get you to buy the top selling item because you know you're more likely to buy it. So that's what we're going to end up seeing first. Top of the page on here, I have, I see varying prices from $9 to $35, depending on the style and the size for these rustic picture frames that you can probably make at home in your garage. Just not saying you need to do this, but it's just one example that's totally random we can look at. And let's look here. Uh, I'm going to look at the top. Let me see. I'm going to do, uh, we don't want to do cheap. So let's do 10 to $50, not under 10. And let's see what they have that's in the mid range. So whenever you want to look at an idea to see how valid it is or what kind of opportunities there are in any kind of e-commerce or uh, hobby commerce like this, uh, the mid range of the price range is usually the best. If it's under the, the lowest, like the cheapest bracket, um, usually your value shoppers are there and they're not going to be wanting to spend money for the things that you've done. And there's not going to be a high volume for you. And, even if you do manage to get some type of high volume, there's not high profit. You're going to be working more for less money. And the super high end, that's a very, very small. It's a lot of people don't spend money there. It's that middle range. So in this one, it breaks down these picture frames to under $10, 10 to 50, 50 to 100 and over 100. So we're looking at 10 to 50 right now. And we could probably do 10 to 100, but let's do 10 to 50. Let's keep it manageable like this. And as you start going up in complexity, or if you're doing like a heat press customizing um, with like sayings and words and stuff like that, you can start charging more for those services in there too, as like upsells. So we're just going to look at the 10 to $50 range. And I'm going to see on the top that the very first one that's listing for me is a rustic white picture frame. That's 1995. The one after that's $35. And the one after that's about 20 bucks. Well, that's 
Now, just those three results between those three, the very first one that's 20 bucks has almost 1200 ratings, five stars. The one that's $35, 1200 ratings, five stars. So no difference there except the appearance, right? And then the third one that looks more like a production one, they may be either getting them from somewhere else. It's again, $18 and there's over 9,000 people have rated it five stars and it's rated five stars and it's listed as a best seller. And the one after that's exactly the same thing. It's the same price and it's also the same rating. So it's probably the same person. Yeah, it's actually the rusty roof. So look at that. Just in the top line right here, we have over 13,000 picture frames selling between 18 and $35. So if we do the math on that, Let's see here. Um, let's call it an average cost of $25 and there's 1,200 that I'm looking in the first three results, right? That's about $300,000 in revenue they've generated. Let's say you're only trying to get 1% of that. 1%, just a, just a little piece of the pie. You just wanna stick your hand out there and kind of grab a cookie or two out of the jar and leave the rest alone. That's three grand. Three grand that you're gonna get in the top three results right here. And this is one idea. This is not even customizing. This isn't even upsells. This isn't even um, counting any kind of uh, special wood or anything like that. These are just rustic picture frames that I use as a random idea on Etsy and looked at the math. And we're looking at $300,000 in the first three results that we only want a small piece of. That's it. And you can use these tools. There's other ones too. In this podcast, I kind of just want to show you these three basic ones in my resource that's going to be coming out there. You'll find it on the blog site. I'll have I'll actually have a downloadable spot for it. There'll be there'll be more that you can kind of utilize and keep in mind. There's there's a, there's a ton of resources and a ton of little tools and tips and tricks that I can give you guys and I can share with you. But I just wanted to take some time today and get you to move from just that basic list into more of actionable skills. So we talked a little bit about graphic design. We talked a little bit about writing, um, specific niche writing. And then we also talked about providing some type of hobby craft and music lessons. So there's definitely things you can go across the board with all these tools because these tools show you that and these resources show you that these things are already selling. If they're already selling, then there's already a demand for them. You don't have to create a demand. It's like he said in the beginning, it's not our job to tell a customer what they want to buy or sell things that we just think they should buy. It doesn't matter. Like What we like as far as this personal taste stuff only matters when we're doing the shopping. So when we look at it as a possible goods provider or service provider, it only matters what the market wants. And the market will tell us exactly what it wants to buy. So if you haven't done it yet, do this exercise. You can do it on your own or you can wait for my resource to come out. I recommend not waiting. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, go back and do that or at least read the blog, especially towards the end of it and get this exercise down because the more information we can gather early on, the faster and the more aggressively and more accurately we can act in the future to start generating income. Now, I don't know what the next podcast is going to be about. I've probably recorded 20 of these and I throw them away because I don't like the messaging because it's not clear enough. And I want to make sure that everyone that's listening to this can very easily go from step A to B, C and D, E and eventually gain that financial freedom and break those shackles one at a time. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully I will have something out towards the middle of it. Um, this being the resource that I talked about and go out there and chase some dreams. 
Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Brass Ring Radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or ideas for upcoming shows, you can email me personally at chad at brassringradio.com. Also check out our blog site at brassringradio.com.